Thanks, Neat, and uh, it is lovely to see the Holly here. Good on you guys. You probably don't think of yourselves as Territorians, do you? That's a term they use a lot. You, you, sort of, yeah, getting there. In most places, when you move somewhere, it takes you like 20 years before you're local. In Northern Territory, most people, it it's, uh, comes pretty quickly because it's such a high move over of people. But uh, you guys outside Darwin a long way may not quite have that term all the time. You may be trying to become Yongles or something. That's quite possible. It is great to be here. Merry Christmas. I'm Stuart, and I'm one of the elders here, and I have the great privilege of speaking briefly, but for me that means quickly to try and fit everything in because I have so many fun things to talk about. Uh, I've put on your uh, chairs this little Christmas grace, and it picks up the themes of the sermon today. And so you could say grace at uh, lunch or dinner or whenever you're meeting with as a family and say, oh, you know, the guy gave us this. Let's say this for our grace. Or not. Do as you choose. Um, there's a, that picks up the themes of our talk, and it is on the idea of Advent is where you look forward to the first coming of Christ and where you look forward to the second coming of Christ. And so we're thinking of the new creation. We're thinking of the second coming of Christ. What is, the, what is that reality? What did Christ come for the first time in order to bring about when he comes back the second time? And so we've been looking at these metaphors of home, and uh, today we're looking at this uh, metaphor of banquet. Now, what I'd like you to do is just take 20 seconds to think what would be the invitation you would love to get. Think of your favourite actor or musician, like as big as, you know, a person you could, like as, as important, as significant a person as you can think of, like CJ Stranger maybe. <laughs> or or think, think of somebody, you know, um, who would it be? And then call it out to me. And don't be ashamed. No shame here. If you've got a you know, Taylor Swift dancer, that's okay too. Beyonce, okay. Anyone else? No one has a favourite singer. Who? The Queen. The Queen, okay. She's a great singer. Actors? Hugh Grant? Anyone either that? Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington, he's great. Yep. Who else? Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford? Cool. None of you have any favourites. That's amazing. Anyway, you can just ponder that. Because what I'd like you to do is imagine you get the invitation from that person, handwritten, right? And, and they say, I would like you to come to my place. Come, come to my yacht. Come, come hang out with me for the, for the weekend in Cannes. Come, come just be with me. You, that would give me great, great pleasure. Please don't say no. That's the letter you get. How are you feeling right now? Feeling like one of those A-listers? You know that term, A-lister? It's, it's in the social pages. I skip very quickly. But it means the person that you know, has to be on the list. If they're on the list, then other people want to be there. Now, you're invited to be an A-lister. That's the point. That's the idea of the banquet that God is getting ready for us, that Christ came to get for us. Uh, it, is, it is a joy. Imagine you get the letter from the Queen. And the Queen says... Desperate to have you with me. Now, she never writes that. She always writes through somebody in her household or the, the chief chamberman or something, you know, whatever that person is. Would you please come and be with me at this function? Put your name right there. Now, I actually met the Queen, and I'm, I've got to say, I'm a Republican, right? But in my previous work, the organisation I was part of was a charity, and the Queen was one of their patrons. Was their, yeah, they had two patrons, the Queen and the Queen Mum, when she was alive. And uh, so I got to meet the Queen and the Queen Mum in the same week. It was quite an amazing experience. And uh, when I was going up into Buckingham Palace, and there's about 20 of us, and we were going to go and meet the Queen, 
And we walked through, and we all had our names on the list, of course. And there were tourists standing around, looking through the gates of Buckingham Palace, as tourists always do. And I said to these two women, they were saying, clearly a mum and a daughter, again, I said, look, just join on the end of the line. No one will notice. And they looked at me for just one moment as though that may be true. And, of course, they stayed where they were. We went in and we met the Queen. Now, I am a Republican. I've got all sorts of good reasons. But I even now will admit to you, I was just a little nervous about meeting the Queen. It's just a little chuffed that my name was on the list to shake her hand and say a few ridiculous things to her. Your Majesty. Now, the Bible gives us lots of metaphors that touch very deeply as to who we are as people and what we long for. And one of the things that we long for is in some environment or other to be an A-lister, as, as weird a concept as that is, as modern a kind of term as that. We want to be a part of the in-group. We want to be on the ultimate Now, who could send you the invitation? Well, the ultimate inviter is God himself. Your creator invites you to be a part of the A-list. That's worth reflecting on this Christmas. He says, come to my banquet. Come be with me. I want you with me. Come to my banquet. Now, some of us, when you hear the word banquet, you have problems. We have issues. Uh, but don't be distracted by those. Some of us have got very ambiguous attitudes towards food, sometimes very conflicted attitudes to food. Uh, there's all sorts of things going on in our mind. For some of us, some of us just love being at banquets. Me, personally, love being at banquets. My personality fits in nicely at banquets. And I love being the host of banquets. In my work, I get to host many, many banquets, uh, dinners and functions all the time. And one of the things I love to do this year was a killer. I love to go around and say good day to everybody. And I'll say hello to everybody within a three-hour space at least three times. It's just the greatest thing for my personality. This year was a killer. I had to wave to people and apologise. I can't talk to you. I can't find out how you're going. I can't tell you what's important to me right now. That, that's been a killer this year, even though we've had these functions. Some of us are worried about overconsumption, personally or for the world, because there's so much underconsumption. Some of us worry about allergies. Some of us worry about waste. There's all sorts of things that happen when you think, hear the word banquet and food. Don't get distracted by this when we think about what we're looking at today. Some of us are not that sold on company. You know, some are just introverts. Oh, my goodness, there's going to be 22 people at our function tomorrow. Oh, my goodness, that is a lot of people. Uh, we would rather just have, you know, one or two at a time. That's a personality thing, isn't it? It's not mine, can you tell? Or maybe there's that uh, Christmas gathering, that embarrassing uncle or that really awkward cousin. Or maybe you're the awkward cousin. Hope you're not the embarrassing uncle or aunt. That wouldn't be so good. But um, trying not to get distracted by those things when we think of the Christmas functions you're about to enjoy for most of us. Trying to think about what it is that's getting at for who we really are, what God is offering us here. Now, this, this Bible metaphor is functioning in different cultural contexts. It's a kind of a, a village, bigger villages, connected people kind of metaphor. And the idea is that the most important person is inviting you. The, the parables are of a king or a, a wealthy person invites you. It's the kind of thing that you go, oh, I get to be with that person. That, that's what it drives for us. And, and that I'm finally acknowledged, I'm, I'm realised that people will see that I am here and I will feel within myself worthy to go to that place. That's the kind of concept. There's, there's a clear sense in the parables, the way Jesus talks about them, is that the one who is inviting makes all the difference. 
They are the one of ultimate value. And for you to be caught up there, it's not, not to be a sycophant, not to be you know, sucking up to them or something. It's not, oh, goodness, yeah, everyone will see me. That's not, but to be with that one, that's the point of it. To be there with that king, that wealthy man. God has invited us. Now, this has got um, uh, a lot of uh, nuances. When you read through the various parables, we won't do it all today, but uh, sometimes it is the wealthy man, sometimes it's the king, and he's got a, a wedding festival for his son, and he's inviting people to come. Uh, there are other elements, too, where he talks about being at, at festivals and feasts and, and, uh, and at banquets, these sorts of things. But as the story unfolds in each instance, it's, it's got a bizarre outcome, because there's all these people say, no, don't want to come. They've had the invitation. And they then, in the way they do it there is they'll prepare and get everything ready. It might take days, you know, okay, in those kind of cultures. It doesn't work here. We have all diaries down to the minute, you know, should be here. Are you allowed to be three minutes late for the meeting or ten minutes or half an hour? What's allowed? There, it's, you look, you know, it'll be ready maybe Thursday, maybe Friday. We'll let you know. We send out the, uh, the servants and then the servants come back and they I don't want to come. Don't get it. It's bizarre, this response. The wealthy man, the king has invited, they don't come. And so well, go out and get others. Just bring them in. Bring them in. Go to the byways and the highways. Go, go wherever it is. Find the poor, the lame, the sick. Get those ones in so that my banquet hall will be full. That's the picture. It's an incredible story. Despite the importance of the inviter, people don't come. Now, it's got Old Testament precedent, right? This is the final sermon now in the uh, year of biblical literacy. So I'm going to tie up just two quick things from the Old Testament just to see how it all fits together. The first is that story from uh, Exodus that uh, was read earlier, Exodus 24, where, where up to this point, God is high on the mountain as the picture and the people cannot come. And they say, we don't want to go there. It is so scary to be near God. It is so scary. There's lightning and thunder and all this sort of stuff happening. And he says, if you come, even just your animal comes, I'll just wipe them out. They're not allowed to come near me. And yet we have this amazing little section that Moses and his mates and 70 of the elders of Israel go up the mountain. And the very thing we expect, no, it doesn't happen. That was my explosion sound. That's not going to happen. Instead, they go and they see God and they eat with him. It's just this most extraordinary little grace of God brought in. The very opposite of what they deserved is what they get. And they see God there. And he's got this, uh, this lapis lazuli. It's, one of, it's a beautiful blue. Blue is my favourite colour and I've got lots of favourite blues. I have lots of less favourite blues as well, but blue is my favourite. Lapis lazuli has got to be one of the greats. It's not quite the French blue that is my absolute favourite, but it is. I mean, it's got this little sparkles. It looks like gold. It's not gold. It's another, another mineral. But it's this amazing... Imagine a whole pavement of that, and that's God. Of course they've got that kind of thing happening. And that's what they see. He's like this, and they see and they eat, and he's, they're welcome before God. That's some feast, man. They eat and drink, and they're banqueting with God. They expected destruction. They got welcome instead. What a beautiful picture. And then also one last uh, little Old Testament picture is uh, the Old Testament sacrifices. You know, when uh, through earlier in the year, we're reading through all those sacrifices and seeing all that stuff. A lot of it's about sin. A lot of it's about cleansing the temple. But some of them are about fellowship. Fellowship with each other and fellowship with God. You go and you offer some grain or some animal and you eat it together. And the idea is you eat it in the presence of God. 
He wants fellowship. He's, he finds it joyous that we would be with him and share with our family in God's presence. That's one of the beautiful pictures from Exodus and uh, in Deuteronomy of the sacrifices. So then Jesus picks up these ideas and he gives these stories, these parables, and he welcomes people personally in his, in his life. And he, he tells stories of welcome and of, of kind of gathering more and more and more people in to be with God. In Matthew 8, he says, uh, I say many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Many will come from east and west. It won't just be for this one little group, the, the Jewish people of the Old Testament times. It, no, this is extended right across. Now, one of the tricks for this concept for us is to recognise who we are in the story. We are the ones that are flung out far east and west. We're the ones who are the poor, the lame, the crippled. I don't know if you ever think of yourself like that in terms with God. But that's, in fact, who we are. We've got to come to terms with the fact that we are A-listers by birth. We're only A-listers by second birth, as God invites us in. There's really only, I guess, you know, Father, Son and Spirit are the only real A-listers in the whole universe, and everybody else after that's a Z-lister. Just, it just doesn't work that way. So, so we get to be on the A-list because of what Christ has done. It comes right to the very heart of the grace of God, this picture. We don't deserve to be there, but wonderful, wonderful as it is. Well, the God word, isn't it, but? We don't deserve but. Comes up again and again in the Bible. And here, we don't deserve that, but he invites us. He brings us in. In the, uh, in the Eastern uh, Christian tradition, uh, Greek, Greek Orthodox and Roman Orthodox, they have this kind of pictures. One, one thing, you don't ever get it in the West, but you have this picture of Father, Son, and Spirit sitting at a table, and then there's a fourth person representing humanity. What a beautiful picture that we're invited to the table of God. This is why Christ came the first time. This is why we got Christmas. It's in order that we might sit at that table, that we might belong there because of what Christ has done for us. Uh, mixing the metaphors a little, so hang on with this one. But the banquet is the celebration of the wedding of Jesus to his bride, the church. So we come in as the bride, part of the bride. And so that's what it's looking forward to, that we all get caught up together to be with Christ. That's the joy of the banquet. It's who you're with, ultimately, not just what you're eating. He came to rescue his bride at the first Christmas. And that's why the very last, second last paragraph, but the last concept of the, of the whole Bible in Revelation 22 is that the spirit and the bride say to Christ, come, come. Why? Because we long for that presence. We long for that, that being together. We long to be the bride of Christ, pure and perfect, if you recall some of those verses in Ephesians. Made perfect by him, so we belong to him as a people. Such a beautiful image. And so the spirit and the bride say, come. So this Christmas, as you enjoy some, of the, some banquet or other, hopefully you'll have some experience of being together with others. Sometimes that's not the case. But that you would reflect this Christmas on the great banquet that is to come. This is just a little glimpse, at best a glimpse of what might be. Uh, and in that one to come, there won't be any tricky cousins. Even you won't be the tricky, tricky cousin. It'll be a wonderful celebration. And you're welcome. God has made the invitation through Christ, made everything possible. The invitation is there. Come. Come, he says. And we say back to him.
Come, Lord Jesus, come. Let me pray for us. Our gracious Father, we thank you for sending the Lord Jesus that first time. We thank you that he came to the earth as a child, as a baby, that he grew and he learnt perfection through how he lived, how he obeyed. We thank you too that he lived the life, he told the stories, he did the miracles, he healed the people. We thank you for those things, Father, and all pointing to who he is and where he came from. We thank you too that he suffered for you, suffered for us, that he brought us together, reconciled humanity with you, God. We're so grateful for the price that he paid and we're so grateful for the invitation that he laid out to us. We thank you too for his resurrection. We thank you that he came back from death, conquered death, and made the gate open to us. We thank you too that he has prepared a place for us and that we will go to be with him and the invitation has been made. Help us, Father, to accept. And those we love who are yet to accept, we ask that you work in their hearts. Transform their lives, we pray. Give them the joy of the future expectation of that banquet with you. Father, at this Christmas time, we want to thank you for family. We thank you for those who are uh, going to be with us, that we can be with them. We know that there's lots of estrangement and oddity this year. And uh, we just ask that you might uh, comfort those who are separated from friends, family. We ask, Father, that uh, those of us who are going to be a bit lonely, that you would be our comfort and our treasure and our, our strength at this time. We ask, Father, for uh, all the different experiences that we have through these holidays, uh, that they would be good times for us, rejuvenating times, spiritually enlightening times. Uh, banish from us any depression or uncertainties. Give us an expectation of your care, of your goodness, of your provision for us. And Father, as we round out this year, it's been, a, for some, a very difficult year, for some just a bit odd at places. For some, it's been a real joy and lots of extra things happening and new opportunities. And so with all that uh, variation, we just bring it before you. Ask that you would sum it up and make it a good thing for us. And help us to look forward, Father, always in hope, because you'll be with us, whatever we must face. And Father, as we wait, and as we witness, and as we love this world, we ask that you might be with us, and give us the joy of the invitation we've received, and the expectation of dining with you in your banquet. In Jesus' name we pray it. Amen. Thank you.